0: real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
1: an abc original movie jeff olivia wow jeff's family and my family have been coming here for christmas
2: since we were six See the way he looks at you—the same way he looked
0: at you when you we were teenagers. I have to let him know how I feel before another Christmas goes by.
1: Fall in love this holiday season. Leah Michelle stars in an ABC original movie. Same time next Christmas premieres Thursday, December fifth on ABC.
3: Hello and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino.
2: I'm Jenna Brister.
3: Jenna, how you doing?
2: I'm wonderful. How you doing?
3: Good. Good. I feel like we've been doing this show so many times. We like, have it down pat.
2: We're so yeah. We got Any material. It. We got, we
3: got it. this. Uh, today we are covering a movie called Same Time Next Christmas, which premiered on ABC, mm-hmm. starring Queen Icon Legend Leah Michelle, who I love, which is not a popular opinion. Oh, a lot of people do not care for Leah Michelle.
2: Is it because of the whole post Glee?
3: I don't know why they don't like her, but I think maybe because of Glee, people thought she was a little bit annoying oh. or something like that. But I always feel like. We should support her. She's such a talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me sad that she's being sort of cast aside and not given like Hollywood roles. I know this movie was an ABC film, but from what I understand, it was developed as a freeform movie. Oh. And then it became something that they decided to put on ABC because they thought it was good enough. Yeah. So that's the that on that.
2: It does have good sets and it is interesting how they do it.
3: And at the end of the movie, there was a free form product. It said like a free form production. So oh. it must have been a free form movie.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
3: Uh, but I really enjoyed it for a few different reasons. And we're going to get into the movie in just a second. But before I do, I want to say. Uh, that she has a holiday album out that I've been listening to that I think is fantastic. It's got Jonathan Groffs on it, who's her best friend in real life, and Darren Chris from Glee is on it. And it's just yeah. like a solid Christmas album. She has a original Christmas song called Christmas in New York that I think is great. Um, but it's a, a solid Christmas album. If you ever liked any of the Glee songs, which I unfortunately did,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then you'll love it. Does she cover the classics?
3: Yeah, she does. I'll be home for Christmas. She does a lot of them. I, uh, she does a lot of great Christmas. I think there's only one original. Yeah. She also does Do You Want to Build a Snowman from Frozen, mm. which inexplicably is now a holiday song, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but it's good.
2: It's I like disappointing
3: that. she doesn't have Adina Menzel on. Oh, gosh. Because they played Mother Daughter on Glee. Mm-hmm. And Adina just came out with a, her second holiday album. That
2: would have been a good tie in. Right. Um, The only hard copy. CD I still own is In Christmas, and I Whoa. listen to it every sure. holiday season. I love that album to it's this day. so good. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Happy Holidays. Oh, oh, oh Holy so Night. Good. It's so
3: good. They have a ballad with Rosie O'Donnell that's on her Christmas album. What? Yeah. Wow. Rosie O'Donnell, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell inexplicably has two holiday albums of singing. <laughs> She's released two. <laughs> She's released two holiday albums. I own them both. They're both. Fantastic! They're her doing duets with other people. Oh, she has a duet with El- Elmo. She has a duet with um, wow. Angelica Pickles from Rugrats, Queen Icon Legend.
2: I feel like she'd she do spoken word. I feel like she would be really good at <laughs> spoken word poetry. She has a
3: terrible voice, but she does a lot of duets. There's I also that. a version of what is it that she does with Share, and the CD came out right around the time of Share's Believe album. Oh, so they only- do heavy. Uh, heavy voice. What is that voice changer?
2: Synthesizing.
3: Whatever that voice change. Do you believe in life after (laughs) love?
2: Oh, they do (laughs) have...
3: Um, But yeah, she has a duet with Cher where they got the voice coder thing going on. Mm -hmm. And I think, is it... I don't know. Please come home for Christmas, I think.
2: Rosie's lived many lives. She
3: has. It's so funny to me that she was like dubbed the Queen of Nice back in the day. I could talk about Rosie for hours. Yeah. She was dubbed the Queen of Nice.
1: When she had a talk show. When she had her talk Mm -hmm.
3: show. And then it's like her shift and suddenly became this like angry lesbian, Mm -hmm. which she had referenced on The View. She said, now I'm big, fat, angry, lesbian Rosie, she said in that infamous fight with Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, But so it's such a weird shift. She was Queen of Nice. And then all of a sudden she was Someone different. Mm-hmm. I, I want to mention briefly, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, that I have a Rosie O'Donnell ornament on my tree.
2: Oh, which one? That's a yeah.
3: cartoon version of Rosie that she did as like a charity thing during her talk show years. Yes. And it arrived at my house with no return address. I did not order it. What? If three years ago or something around the holiday season, I get this package that was a Rosie O'Donnell ornament. And I, I said to Matt, I said, Did you give this? Did you order this for me? Because it was a perfect gift. Yeah. Of course, I love it. I didn't even know it existed.
2: And no one's owned up to it?
3: No one's owned up to it. If anyone out there knows who sent me this Rose O'Donnell ornament, know that I worship them. I've since ordered That's an funny. extra one just in case this one breaks. I ordered one That's on smart eBay because I loved it so much. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. But yeah, it came. It was a Christmas miracle.
2: That is so interesting. Christmas That's so miracles funny. do
3: happen, they and do. that happened. Yeah. So I got this Rose O'Donnell ornament, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. This Leah Michelle movie.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Which I liked it because this is the second one we've ever covered that has a lot of time travel. Night we'll love, Before right. Christmas had a longer time travel, but this one we saw through in a lifetime. Things moved
3: fast. Fast. Fast, fast, fast. Now we open with Olivia Anderson, is her name, Olivia mm-hmm. Michelle's character. She's a working gal in Cincinnati, which at first I thought yeah. was in New York, but I love to see that it was Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. an Ohio gal myself. Yes. I'm from the Cleveland area, but it was nice to see Ohio representation on screen.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but the guy that she's an architect. Yes. I'm not sure that's that believable to me. Yeah. I would have liked her to have like some sort of singing role.
2: Yeah. She's
3: got a great voice. She just has a new holiday album out. She should have, instead of been an architect, Maybe something else. Uh, yeah. Something that sings. Mm-hmm. A musician. A
2: karaoke. Dr- or a radio oh DJ God. who does she her sh- own originals.
3: <laughs> did you? She should have. You were right. Karaoke, though. That would have been great, too. Yeah. Because I used to know this older woman who, she would run the karaoke nights at the bowling alley in oh. Solon, Ohio. Oh, er, yeah.
2: What was the name of your bowling alley?
3: Solon Freeway Lanes.
2: Ours was Cascade Lanes. Okay.
3: We also had a Roseland Bowling, which mm. was, I think that's where she did the karaoke, actually, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. but. Yeah, she was in charge of the karaoke, and she would always just intersperse her own songs. Because my friends, we would go there in like high school on that Mm -hmm. night, and she was an older lady. And she would just, if no one else was singing, she'd be like, no, I'm just going to do a little number that I wrote.
2: Yeah. (laughs) One for them, one for you. Whiskey voice.
3: (laughs) And I remember she literally like smoked a cigarette while she sang. So it was like…
2: Those were the glory days of bowling alleys <laughs> in the
3: nineties. Like, yeah, I like never. Oh, will never forget. Like her just singing. I don't remember what the fucking diddy she was singing was. She's like, "Men love you and then they leave you," and then she like yeah. take a drag of the cigarette
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as the, the instrumental interlude played. And yeah, just- and it
3: was never like good instrument because she didn't have a band or anything. Oh, but she would play like just it. random that karaoke sounds, which they're like the worst versions of the studio recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she would sing originals and then randomly sing some song that's been at like. Shares just like Jesse James or something with a cigarette. Ah, oh, I love. She was
2: going through something. There she was some man or it. woman that she was singing that tour. She was always we'll going through something. Let me yes. tell you,
3: she was one of those people who yeah. I imagine was always going through. You know those friends who's like they always are, always on the brim. They're mm-hmm. always losing it. They're always like going through a divorce or <laughs> yeah, losing yes. their job or like. And no matter when you talk to them, mm-hmm. something bad's happening.
2: Which I actually ties into this movie because as they go through the years, everyone <laughs> comes from like. Which I like this. Not perfect families. There's a lot of blending. Everyone's either widowed or divorced or losing custody or gain. Like, there's so much
3: So many layers. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's almost like an anti-Hallmark movie in a lot of ways. It's still very festive, Mm -hmm. but it's so anti because we're not in a snowy location. Because after we leave Cincinnati... Uh, in Cincinnati, that guy, the guy who brokered the deal for her architect project, oh, yeah, this he guy. like flirts with her and gives a number or whatever. Greg. But then we cut to Hawaii. And so we're in... The movie's largely set in Hawaii, this tropical mm-hmm. location, which Hallmark would never do. Hallmark mm-hmm. Channel, Lifetime, they're always in a very snowy town. Mm-hmm. We also have people of color. We have interracial relationships. We have... You're right.
2: Adoption. Adoption. That's cool, There's yeah. like
3: a lot of different things happening. And it made me love it. And mm-hmm. I think this holiday season, we might have mentioned this before, but this holiday season, now that the other networks are getting on board, we're getting so much more representation, different things. There was a movie on Lifetime. Forgive me if I already mentioned it, but it was called Twinkle All the Way. Okay. And it was a Lifetime one that I watched. I put it on my stories as I watched it, but there was a gay couple in it. And it was so beautiful to me that there was a gay couple that kissed at the end. Mm -hmm. They weren't the main characters, of course. But it was Lifetime, and I was so happy for Lifetime for doing that, that they showed a gay kiss in one of these movies. Yes. And Lifetime has been stepping up and showing gay characters. Hallmark, again, is the one network that has never shown gay characters. Yeah. And the Hallmark president, I want to say, just recently did an interview and said, he's open to it. And I was like, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. First of all, oh, you're open to possibly having gay people in your films. Or gay characters in your movies, Mm -hmm. you do fucking 40 of them a year. They're doing, they did 40 fucking new holiday movies this year. Not a single fucking LGBT character across the board in any of those movies, not even as a side character. And I'm getting pissed because Mm -hmm. in interviews, this guy is doing, and the people of Hallmark are doing, they're asking, why is there not better representation? And the guy's saying, well, we do have people of color as leads in the films. And the interviewers are constantly asking, well, what about when will you do an LGBTQ-led Hallmark movie where there's a romantic LGBT storyline? And what I'm getting frustrated by is as a watcher of these movies, I know that their Hallmark Channel, specifically that channel, not the others, not Lifetime, but Hallmark Channel hasn't even had a side character that has been LGBT. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, I want an interviewer to say to this man or these people that run that network – Okay, if you're not going to give us in your 40 new movies a lead character that's LGBT, will you give us – why hasn't there been a side character? Why isn't one of the the siblings or mm-hmm. the worker at the shop mm-hmm. – The why, gift
2: wrapper. Why someone. hasn't there
3: been any sort of representation? Yeah. Because you think about how many speaking roles there are in those movies. 40 mm-hmm. new ones one year. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. And yeah. I wish the interviewers would say to him – Okay, well, uh, you're saying you're open to the idea of gay leads. Are you open to even just a gay speaking character? Yeah. Okay, I'm exactly. sorry. I no, lost it. you're,
2: It's so true because that's what I liked about this one also is that Lee Michelle's <laughs> brother and husband, yes. they were in an interracial relationship. They had an adopted son. I wanted so, so much more just, screen time from them. Yeah, I think I they, which, But it was so great that they had yes, that. Like Hallmark would never. Exactly. And it was nice. Like, oh, this just looks normal. Okay, good finally you know
3: right finally yeah. like yeah. that's all i'm asking from hallmark so uh, people hear me harp on this all the time and i'm sure people roll their eyes and get pissed that i constantly am saying it but the hallmark channel specifically it just frustrates me because i love those movies so much and i think yeah. what you can't even have like one speaking character cuz they constantly have a best friend who has a husband a best friend who uh, is a woman who's got a husband mm-hmm. or they have all these side characters in these movies, and they never have even a gay speaking role or a lesbian or bi- whatever a speaking mm-hmm. role. And it's just – it fucking frustrates me. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Agreed. But this it, movie
2: – Because it's set up like it's, – it's, it's not hard. And that's the thing. You so can make excuses, easy. but it's really actually easy. And they purposely
3: stay away from it. And I know the network's very conservative. They have a conservative audience. Mm-hmm. But – it's 2019 and I just think if there if you don't sh- if you don't present it to people mm-hmm. this was ABC Disney owned ABC presented a gay couple in one of these movies on their network yeah. um, it was network TV. Yeah. And I'm sure people watched it and didn't weren't disgusted by this gay brother that was on screen. No. I'm sure exactly. they were like, oh, that's like my family. Yeah. Anyway. And
2: they have a black male as a lead who looks like Michael B. Jordan.
3: Oh my God. He's so hot. Jennifer. Yeah. Like so he's hot. He's so hot. He's and like, in Younger too. Do you watch oh, Younger? Oh, yes. He's so hot and yeah. Younger. And in yes. Younger, he plays like such an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he's like that asshole that you want to sleep with. Yeah. I love him.
2: I love him too. And then, so she meets that broker guy at the work party. And I love it. also her building. It's just like a basic medical building. And they're like, wow, <laughs> you win all these awards. And then he hits on her. And he's like, and then- I think he compliments her about something like, oh, I brokered the deal. And then she's like, I'm going to the tropics. See ya. <laughs> and so this. Christmas break. Bye. Yeah, exactly. And no that's, relationships that's really their make meet you, which yeah. is like
3: so. Like, at the work manga. thing, at
2: the building reveal, yeah. you know, and um, then she goes to the tropics. And, and we see a
3: flashback. Mm-hmm. A flashback of her in Hawaii as a kid. Yeah. And it made me laugh that there was first of all, no siblings in the flashback, none, so we right. learned later that, like he had a sibling has a
2: sister she Jeff has a is his
3: name right mm mm-hmm. Jeff and Olivia, so they both had siblings, but in the flashback they they weren't to be found.
2: they just had dads, and that was also that was really cute. I love the little flashback scenes of the kids meeting, then through the years, first kiss off the cliff.
3: I have a question for you, yes, the young lady who was playing Leah Michelle in the flashback mm. Mm-hmm. Did you, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, did you feel that maybe she had a CGI nose? Oh. I felt that they, oh, I don't, it maybe. didn't look like the actress who played Leah Michelle as a kid, that was her real nose. I felt like it was some sort of prosthetic.
2: Well, Leah doesn't have a real nose either. So maybe well, they no, were just Leah's trying
3: to. no, no nose is real because it's.
2: I thought she real plastic no. or real no, it's real. Oh, it is. Yeah, it, you oh, can. I, I mean, it's like a that. bad nose. Oh, okay.
3: I mean, it's. I like it for her. Oh, yeah, I mean, It's not yeah, yeah. bad. I shouldn't say bad, but it's. you oh, know, maybe in, they CGI. I knew. A, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but I'm going <laughs> to anyway. I knew a girl that went to school with Leah, and she had told me, and I don't know, maybe this was a rumor or something, but uh, allegedly, maybe Leah was like going to get her nose done before, but then she got glee and had to go film. Like she was a Broadway actress, oh. and my friend, and maybe this was. All bullshit. But she had told me that like Leah was all set to get her her, her nose, nose done. done, which no shade. I think anyone if they want to, whatever, do whatever you want to do yeah. to your body. But, but that so she just got like, Leah and then had to go off. And then once you're on screen like that, it, Leah Michaud's nose now is mm-hmm.
2: yeah, um, it fits her. She's so fits cute. Her. She's yeah. gorgeous, and yeah. she also
3: has the most amazing body ever. Like yeah, she's very fit. She's very fit.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So in the flashbacks, they meet and they're like, oh, our families were fighting over lounge chairs, and then they start this lifelong tradition of going back to this resort for christmas
3: and her parents played by nia (gasps) vredalos yes
2: big fat greek wedding
3: and the guy who played brian mckenzie in father of the bride they're the parents and they fuck each other all the time oh
2: (laughs) yeah every time you see them they're making out or he's grabbing her ass in the lobby it's so cute i love that that was a choice i'm like
3: oh i'm so glad that these two are still doing it after all these years Mm -hmm. good for them
2: yeah and i like too that this is a theme throughout this movie that they don't obviously text or email Throughout the year, they just agree to meet because they show up, and the concierge tells them that um, the mo- the Jeff. mom passed away. The Jeff's okay. mom. I was like, you tell the concierge and not your best family and friends.
3: What's, well, I, yeah, why didn't they have social media either? Like, yeah. the, well, they would have followed each other on socials. Yes, for sure.
2: Exactly. But one I of the things
3: it. that I love most about it is that we were in Hawaii because normally mm-hmm. we're always in a snowy location, and I happen to think Hawaii's maybe my favorite place oh, in the world. It's gorgeous. I've only been twice, but. It's Mm -hmm. my favorite place. Mm -hmm. Like Matt and I say, we want to go every year because we just, Mm -hmm. I think it's the most stunning, beautiful place. I think they were in Honolulu. I did some research and it's the same resort that Forgetting Sarah Marshall filmed out.
2: Oh, you know what? Her room did remind me of that. The beachfront. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool.
3: I just love Hawaii though. It's such a beautiful, it's so, if anything, I wanted like more Hawaii porn out of this movie Mm -hmm. because those shots where we got like the waterfall and stuff and that cliff it was so beautiful and like that's something you won't get anywhere else and
2: the one luau scene where they get up oh. and dance the luau when they're first finally back and i love it how leah's parents were like pouring on the pda in front of their widower best friend <laughs> so you fucking know? rude exactly yeah there's like uh, tongues down each other's throats um
3: and jeff's dad meanwhile is like flirting with that resort woman the whole yes, movie alec yeah she's like they are definitely gonna be fucking if oh, they yeah. yeah
2: for sure Yeah, but he's really funny, too. I like that he's a coach, and they really hit it home, bless you, with all of his coach stuff. Everything is a sports analogy, which I respect because in my writing, I also do that. (laughs) Right now, the one I'm writing, it's baseball, though. So there's just like Barry Bonds references, and I'm like, I just... Those
3: just go over my head.
2: Yeah, they're just like, okay, (laughs) deal. Um, But, oh, and also, main guy, Jeff, he builds sailboats. Yes. Hot. That's and such a funny so, so hot. job.
3: And he's always got the button down opened mm-hmm. or top off. Oh, I love gosh. a man without a blouse so or the yeah. blouse open. It's just it truly fantastic. And I think he must have worked out for this film because I'm younger. I don't think he has that kind of body. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he definitely got this kind of body.
2: Yeah. He earned it building sailboats. Right. Which also did his sailboat is on the island. Did he sail to Hawaii? That's what was never. And he,
3: at the beginning of the movie, he's in Hawaii, right? <laughs> yeah, did he, did he
2: Yeah, how'd your bokeh here? At the beginning of
3: the movie, he's in Hawaii alone, and it's revealed that he's getting a divorce. He's not divorced yet mm-hmm. from his then wife Carolyn, I believe, mm-hmm. and the daughter is with the mom. Yeah, but it's that's so fucking messy for a holiday movie. Oh, I know. Shocking to me that they would have like he's just separated. Yes, has a kid. Hitting and at the them. very beginning, I thought that he was saying that the daughter wasn't his kid. That's where I thought they were going. That he was going to say, oh. "It's her, my ex's kid. She had it from another relationship." And I thought that would have made for a cleaner break, so that he could date Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, how is this Christmas movie going to be
2: a custody battle?
3: A custody battle, right? Yeah. Like it seems so foreign to me to have in one of these movies, like that. I. Equate to something like Hallmark or Lifetime. It was messy. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's real life's messy. It's,
2: real life is so messy, especially when you have like longtime family friends. And then I love that he left because he wanted to go spend Christmas, you know, back with in Boston or wherever with his um, estranged wife and child. And then the next year he has the kid, the daughter with him. And I'm like, are you. Able to bring her out of state? Like, there was so much... So many questions. So I thought that the ex-wife was going to show up, but she never did. Who did show up? The broker. We found out <laughs> now they're dating in right. the city. And this guy... It's could he moving. mansplain more? It's moving more? so...
3: He's mansplaining so much. Yeah. But it's moving so fast. It's moving like, so fast. All of a sudden, we're at the next year, same yes. time next Christmas.
2: And they're dating.
3: And they're dating. And that was... It, that was jarring at first how we kept going from year to year i was like this is moving very fast
2: yeah as a joke i watched it with my part-time job crush he was with me and he listens to these and we were i was l- laughing because i was like oh i bet they're just gonna skip ahead and sure enough 10 different times or like one year later and never <laughs> change any of hair makeup yeah. nothing
3: you know i had recorded this movie off i watched things on sling player and so oh. i recorded off that and i wasn't able to pause it because i was still watching it live yes. but i had to run to the bathroom and i ran back and i was confused because it, I had missed a year shift mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, what happened? Like, how is this? And then I had to realize like, Oh, we're in the next year. They skipped the ahead. just skipping ahead. Same so she- time next Christmas. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. All. And so she <laughs> is now dating the broker who I love. I mean, were you attracted I love to, to him? hate him. No, at first I was, and then he started talking and I yeah. was like, Oh, please. Right.
3: But I, I, like- I wasn't at first. And then I was when he was in the spandex. For oh, a the singlet, moment, brief moment, the singlet. When he yeah. showed up
2: in his triathlon outfit. And I loved his character. I respected it because he only talked about work. And then he always... So then he, when he Another shows up... Another workaholic on our hands. Exactly. This is an unlikely villain. And so he and Leah are dating. And he she, he knows that she goes with her family. And remember, he shows up while she's having that flirty arts and crafts <laughs> confetti fight. <laughs> confetti fight I with
3: was, Jeff. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's and a the daughter. choice. Yeah.
2: Um, he shows up and he hasn't met her parents yet. I'm like, you... Just threw yourself into her destination holiday. The
3: family Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah, he just goes. Yeah. He I just thought that goes. was ballsy. Right. And then
2: for Christmas, remember, he gets her a meeting with, like, the planning commission in Hawaii.
3: Right. You know, I loved, I was upset when he showed up because I was loving the flirting so much between mm-hmm. Olivia and Jeff. I loved when they were in that uh, water, the waterfall, when they were, like, waterfall flirting. kiss. They, oh, and speaking of kiss, by the way, that's another thing that wouldn't happen in one of the other Christmas movies, because usually the kiss comes at the end and mm-hmm. it happens once. Mm-hmm. This was a movie where that first Hawaii season, we got a kiss. When they're te- teenagers. And when the, We got the teenager yeah. kiss. And then we also, when they were adults, we yeah. got a kiss in the waterfall. That would never happen. It wasn't just one kiss either. It was like they kissed. And then I think they made a one to commercial break. And then they came back and they were making out again. Yeah. And then that was when he got the call from his ex-wife saying that. Uh, she wanted to get back together, make it work, or whatever. And then he mm-hmm. tells Liam Michelle, "Uh oh, there's a problem. My mm-hmm. wife's come back." But anyway, there was this kiss early on. Kisses were happening early yeah, on, and that would never happen in another movie.
2: You're so right. Never,
3: never, never, never
2: in a holiday movie. But so,
3: yeah, she's. I, I'm enjoying the chemistry, but also she's dating this other man so it was rude that she was like flirting with jeff her childhood crush, yeah because she is supposed to be with this new man
2: mm-hmm. with the broker yeah. and that's not who okay. barks orders at her on his bluetooth i love that the choice to have him on a bluetooth back at the office being like <laughs> you we need the design that's we need a the 90s, plan
3: that's like a it's, early 2000s choice
2: totally yeah where he's just in the skyscraper <laughs> and then she's on her ipad designing a post office <laughs> on the beach i was like this is so funny where how close to christmas are we like does this post office need to get built by the new year like what is (laughs) happening but also i admire their restraint because now that we're in the now how have they not been drunk texting or stalking each other on instagram there was so much like oh they don't ever communicate outside of Christmas Just week.
3: this one week of what? Christmas week and why. Yeah, yeah. That's all they see of each yeah. other or all they know of each other. Yeah. You know, speaking of her on that iPad like doing the design work, mm-hmm. did you ever see Waiting for Guffman? Yes. You know when uh, <sighs> Corky mm-hmm. is designing He's designing, like, costumes, and then you see the picture of the costume. It's just, like, this cartoon. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's like That's what
3: makes me think of, like, the Leah Michelle. Like, she's doing architect work, but it's, like, not – it's just, like, a cartoon.
2: On a tablet. Yeah, of a front of a thing. And then he – Jeff comes over, and and I like that we never – I mean, I don't like – I would love to see a sailboat building montage. I'm like, get him out by the sawhorse. You know, let's see some sanding. But he comes over – and he just says, she's like, I need to add light to this post office, going back to, you know, to the season. Um, and he goes, use steel beams. They reflect light. And then they, that was it. Yeah, I was she- like, what? I don't know. <laughs> also, I like
3: because they're <sighs> moving so fast. So much mansplaining. That I know. So it's, yeah Epidemic. Um, the, I also like how they're moving so fast that they have, or so quickly that they have to somehow get Jeff's daughter to really fall in love with Leah Michelle's character. Yeah. And so they do that by like having her build sandcastles with her. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Leah helps her, is like, "Hey, you got to press the sand in this uh, sandcastle thing mm-hmm. real tight and that's how you make a sandcastle." And then it's like just that, like the Leah Michelle's character building a sandcastle with the girl, suddenly the girl's like, "I want to be my new mom." Like yes.
2: yeah. That is a well-adjusted sells, child.
3: Like uh, the sandcastle is like sells her to like forget about her real mother who's in another state.
2: Grandma just passed recently, <laughs> right?
3: Like, like things have this girl or his life has been turned upside down. Like the parents got divorced. She's spending the holiday without her mother, mm-hmm. and I, I we're not led to believe that the daughter has a bad relationship with the mother. Yeah. So wouldn't that? Little Girl be devastated this whole Christmas vacation, her first without her mother,
2: yeah. and then all of a sudden it's instant family, which this was new taken woman recently perhaps yeah. in
3: her life, and she builds her sandcastle, and suddenly the girl's like, "Well, who the fuck cares about my real mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. it
2: is. it really is. they just
3: had to move so fast, they did, and Leah Michelle, when she was building that sand castle with the young girl, and Jeff comes over mm-hmm. and like they. Were they had such great chemistry and they wanted to fuck over that sandcastle. I know somebody had to say it.
2: I know
3: that was I'm when the girl-, girl said, I like her daddy. It was like literally two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, also throughout this movie, there's a Luther Vandross oh, yeah, a uh, theme happening, which I appreciated.
2: She's in full hair, makeup, and jewelry sitting at the pool, and that's when Luther Vandross is playing. And it is very like sexual, it's
3: sexual, and I I love Luther Vandross. I think his voice is great. And as I was watching this movie, I was like, I got to put Luther on my Spotify Christmas playlist. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, we need that. Yeah. Anyway, so Greg, you had mentioned, shows up while Olivia's flirting with Jeff. And he's, again, supposed to be the villain, but he didn't necessarily do much wrong. Of course, he was, he's supposed to be the villain, but he was led to believe that he was in a relationship with Olivia. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he does show up, which is crazy to show up on someone's family vacation. But for the most part, it was like he was kind of fucked over.
2: Yeah, and he was ready to propose. He obviously came with a ring. He came with the ring, and And he brought gifts for the family, which was a good move. Yeah, so he wasn't like a
3: bad guy necessarily. They kept saying he like didn't like sand, and it was like that. That was like the audience was supposed to be like, "How dare he not like sand?
2: What a monster!" And he also, besides always talking about work, which I think that was a funny thing every time they were together. He was always talking about work and what deals because he wanted them to be, what to run an empire brother? in Burger the Ohio Green? Valley. Yeah. yeah,
3: King and queen. And,
2: A- yeah, the king and queen of like the Ohio Valley. Cincinnati. Yeah. And even at their romantic dinner, he pulls her away from her family and then is going to propose. And the entire dinner, he's just talking about work. And I'm like, oh, this guy. Cool it.
0: Cool
3: it. I know, cool it. Yeah. He also, there's that scene where they have the Christmas competition. Oh, the Olympics. It's yes. like the Olympics. <laughs> Yeah. And I was so confused during this scene because I was thinking at first that they were getting into teams because that's what we were led to believe they were in teams, right? yes, yeah, so I was imagining that like there'd be different legs of this competition, so like one person from the team would go and do the one first competition mm-hmm. and then somebody else would go do competition number two, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden it was they picked one person from each team to represent the team, yeah, and then they went and did this Olympic. Thing where they put together a gingerbread house and then had to ride a, a little bike,
2: a tricycle, and it's just Greg and the children.
3: Yeah, it was all children. I was like yeah. thinking, shouldn't have, they have had some other child? It was like
2: very. <laughs> I know
3: they were trying to portray a villain, but it was bizarre.
2: Yeah, it really was. And
3: I, Leah Michelle's family had to sign off on Greg doing that.
2: Yeah, it was. It, it, it made was no sense. It should
3: have been Leah Michelle doing the competition. I understand why they had to do that, but um, even at the end though. Greg shows restraint by not winning the competition and lets the little girl win. Mm-hmm. And that made me think that he was not such a bad guy.
2: Yeah. Right? And he's an architect and he botched his gingerbread house. How the fuck?
3: He, I will say, though, the, yeah. those gingerbread houses are hard to make. Yeah. And those kids made them flawlessly. Like, do Alone. you see them? I uh-huh. was like, there's no fucking way that those kids made those ginger. I was like mad.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, because you have to hold up all four sides. It's a two-person job. And they had
3: like a gorgeous decor. Hmm. You yeah. did look good in that singlet, though. I was like, okay.
2: Yeah. And he had like some shades of Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers, Mm. where he was like going to be aggressively competitive. Yeah, it was just it was funny because like my family does competitions at at reunions. We have I come from like a game playing family. What kind of competitions? Well, there's a theme every year, and so at the Brister family, we did Survivor one year, and it was a lot like this, where we had tiki torches and you had to do feats of strength and races. So I connected with it, but. At a resort in Hawaii, I would be so mad if someone was like, get off your lounge chair. You're going to go tricycle. Right. Or you have to stand and cheer for this. Uh, but I get it's a movie. It's a movie. It's not real. Yeah. But still. I know. It's well, odd.
3: I feel like in Hawaii, the times that I've gone, I've literally done nothing. It's like sit on a beach and then go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Yeah. Sit by the pool. Yeah. Um, so then we have this scene on the beach where the dog, there's like kind of like this dog chase. Yes. And It was a way to get Olivia and Jeff back on that cliff that mm-hmm. romantic cliff that they have history on mm-hmm. to get him back on that cliff and alone. Yes. Because at this point, Olivia's with broker. correct Broker. Mm-hmm. And so she gets back with Jeff and it's funny when they were running to chase the dog and Leah Michelle's character goes, Oh, I'm so out of shape. And she was like, breathing heavy. I was like, first of all, earlier in the movie, we saw you doing yoga. Second yes. of all, your body is perfect. Yes. There's no way you're out of shape. Yeah. Anyway. And then they just
2: me. stop. And the GM got a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. For the resort, which I think is, I, I'm a dog person. I have a dog, but that's such a funny choice. But it was only because they wanted this scene of they chasing the, the homeward bound down the beach. <laughs> didn't you tell me one
3: of the things? Or I don't know if it was you or someone else, but one of the things Hallmark always wants is a dog in the movie.
2: Oh, I, I heard that for I... their
3: holiday movies, they they always want a dog,
2: and they totally do. I don't know
3: where I heard that. Maybe right I'm before Christmas, that up. yeah. Um. Anyway, so then Greg asks Olivia to marry him. She says yes, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Why did she say yes?
2: Yeah. I don't know why. I don't... She shouldn't have. And he took his shoes off, and he's like, look, I'll stand in the sand. Right. Let's, you know, let's do this. Yeah, she and have said yes. And it's a huge rock. But... Oh, yeah. So then, I think... Don't we instantly cut to the next year?
3: We cut it's to the sim- next... Or is it the next year? I don't remember. I do know we have a scene where Olivia yells at Jeff, and she says, you left me twice. Yeah. Because Jeff confesses his love to her. Yeah. And... this was actually my favorite moment of the movie it was nighttime and she's um, Jeff says to Olivia you're the one who always chose dare choose truth this time do you love me and she says I'm sorry I can't and she runs away and I actually thought this was great acting it was such good acting it was very good acting and it reminded me as a Glee fan there was a scene in Glee when uh, Leah Michelle's character was breaking up with Cory Monteith mm. and it was this breakup scene that is fantastic mm. acting and truly Leah Michelle should have been nominated for an Emmy it was towards mm. kind of like the end of glee so it was like during the bad years but there's one scene where she breaks up with him and it's i, I maybe I'll try to cut it in here
0: but you not telling me where you were for four months and sneaking up before sunrise in the middle of the night without saying goodbye that is not being a man fin. i'm trying to give you your freedom i don't need you to give me my freedom i am a grown woman i don't need you to hide from me to keep me from doing what is right for me I like
3: that brody guy
0: i didn't do brody okay and don't you think that i would have rather have been with you
3: well didn't you say he was on broadway right And he's got like three percent body fat who am i I barely even graduated high school, and my life has absolutely no direction.
1: Don't you get
0: it? No matter how rich or famous or successful I become, when it comes to you, I'm... I'm always going to be that moon-eyed girl who freaked you out at her first Glee rehearsal. You were the first boy who made me feel loved and sexy and visible you are my first love and I want more than anything for you to be my last
1: but I can't do
0: this anymore Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit com.
3: But it's so, so good. And she Hold brought on, that same heat
2: night. to this scene. It was yeah, really so heartfelt. It was yeah. so
3: good, and it reminds she does the same kind of acting, and I think she's a good actor in general. And there was one thing that was bothering me a little bit, is that she had gotten fresh Botox, mm-hmm. and... She wasn't able to emote as much on her face as I've seen her before. Yes. And I was thinking, Leah, I wish sometimes with these actors, I constantly notice the Botox. And I know that's like the pressure of like looking younger and all that stuff. But I wish sometimes our like good actresses, our great actresses, or people that I just want to be a great actress mm-hmm. would. Loosen up on the Botox a little bit so that they can move their face a little bit because a little bit more mm-hmm. to emote because I've seen her emote so well. And I think she was still doing an amazing job acting that scene, but it was taking me out of it just a touch. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Leah, like I wish I just want her to lean into being a good actress. Like I don't want her to be chasing. I think <laughs> if there's something I want for Leah Michelle's yes. career, it's that I uh. want her to lean into just, just being a, doing good work. And not trying to chase like the ingenue roles because mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to get those ingenue roles
2: no. anymore. Hudgens is we got Zendaya yeah, we coming got, up. We got you two, know there's too many young ladies, yeah. and
3: unfortunately, people just do not like Lee Michelle. Yeah. But I would like her to just, just lean in to be a good, good actress and don't maybe load up with so much Botox that you're having trouble emoting with your face. Exactly. Anyway. But she was still great.
2: Yeah, and in the scene, and
3: everyone should do what they want with their body.
2: Yeah, but also feel good aging gracefully. Sure. Um oh yeah the uh they bring up finally that they've been basically ghosting each other back and forth through the years which i think is so interesting because you're right he's like tell me the truth it's like you also had a wife and child leah's been single in the ohio yeah. valley this whole time like you went like, and made a before. family like, yes there was
3: no, nothing stopping you other puts than your it on fucking her. laziness
2: exactly and he puts it on her and it's like now you have a kid you know so which i mean they get along great that's fine um But also the people giving advice, Leah goes to her brother, which I think is a good move because he's probably the only one in a stable relationship. And then Alex's dad, the coach, he gets drunk off eggnog at the bonfire and he's just like hammered. So when they show up, he's like, he gives his son advice. And I wrote this down. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah what if who we are on vacation? Oh, no, this was what Jeff said to her. Like, what if who we are on vacation is the only thing that's real? I think during that, and I was like, that is such a funny line. Cause no, like, well, what if, what if who we are in Hawaii over the holidays is our real selves? Like who literally thinks that? That's crazy. crazy. No,
3: like literally their lives just don't seem to exist outside of this Hawaiian vacation every year.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And I thought that was a really funny way to try to plead with her
3: to choose him. You mentioned she goes to other people for advice and I wish that Nia Vardalos got more to do in this movie. Oh, I know. And I, now, that we're, now that I'm thinking about it, I bet you that choice of her in the uh, Brian McKenzie character, mm-hmm. I bet that choice of them like being so flirtatious and sexual with each other, I feel like Nia Vardalos, as a writer herself, mm-hmm. I feel like she got the script and there was none of that. And she's like, we got to make this my character interesting a little bit. And yep. so I feel like she added that.
2: I love that. I don't know that. That would make sense, though, because it was a lot of those stolen moments across the lobby where they're making out she did you know. that. I be. I
3: feel like she's smart. She's a writer. She she's is. an improviser. She's I bet funny. you there was nothing for the mom in the script, and she's like, "At yeah. least can you like let me add something?" Mm-hmm. That uh, her husband though in the was making me laugh because he was doing a lot of necklace work, like yes. he had a, a lot of necklace. and then he also was always wearing those like really gross male sandals that are like Mandals. The, what are they? Yeah, like they're the ugliest male sandals yes. where they're like velcroy or.
2: I- clocked those in every scene also even in the night where it was supposed to be her rehearsal dinner or the night of the wedding i thought was interesting where everyone's totally fine just glossing over the rehearsal dinner and nia had brought the veil so she's wearing it in the room and i was like wait so we're committed to this we are committed to getting her married a white wedding like this is nothing happens outside of Hawaii. Yeah, no
3: we're Doing the wedding in Hawaii. Yeah. With the male sandals on.
2: Mm-hmm, with mandals. <laughs> and he makes it about himself and the toast. The dad. And yeah. remember he's like my wife and I and he talks about their love story and, uh, and it's just it's so funny.
3: You know I don't like toasts at weddings and mm. I feel like they get out of hand. Like yeah. people just keep talking and then there's a hundred fucking toasts mm-hmm. and they're talking about stories that happen like the bridesmaid is telling a story about how the Bride, they were in college, and they Mm -hmm. got, and it's just too long. And the whole wedding is sitting there, like either waiting to eat, or waiting for cake, or waiting to dance, to drink, to drink. And it's like, nobody wants to sit and listen to a fucking speech. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that no one's a good enough speechwriter. Like, the people that are doing speeches at any wedding, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. typically not some sort of writer, brilliant. Mm-hmm. A they're performer. Not, they're not John Grisham or I don't know who. Mm-hmm. Or, or Ephron. They're, they're not Ephron. They're not Oprah Winfrey. Like, they're not giving good speeches. Mm-hmm. And they'll do pages-long speeches. Yeah. And I hate sitting at a wedding and just like being like, I want to get a vodka soda, but I can't get up right now because that fucking best man is talking about some story about how the groom... Got drunk in a cab and yeah, at age 22. Like, enough is enough.
2: I went to a wedding with my x we and there was one, uh, one guy bombed because he was like insisted on telling some horrible story about hiking and getting like being hung over and everyone was just i think he got heckled in the back Good. by some grandpa who was like i don't care and right. i was like yeah no one cares <laughs> no like, one gets a
3: stop <laughs> stop
2: yeah make it short and sweet get short out of there and
3: sweet and get out of there and if you have more to say if you want to like relive memories or something tell the bride or the groom in private mm-hmm. let them know in an email yeah <laughs> like we don't need to do that at the wedding no. i hate it. Um, but it is all moving again so fast uh Olivia breaks up with Greg eventually and gives the ring
2: back-hmm um yeah, yeah, and the dad, okay so um jeff's dad i wrote I wrote this down because he his big advice you know after he like wakes up, he bounces back right, what he gets really drunk, selves. they take him home, and then he comes up and he goes, he tells Jeff, don't give up what you want most for what you want now.' And that's an actual quote by someone named Neil Maxwell, and they oh just God. lifted it from the internet. And because I have it on like a magnet, and I was like, "Oh, I've, that's on my fridge." <laughs> that that's, sounds familiar. And they're like, oh, "Who said that?" And they are like, <laughs> "Alec, that's what he always says." And um, and then that's uh, Alec for you, which was so. And so here we are. It's messy year after year. Also, if we put together all the time that they've spent together, it would only be, what, like, three or four months? Sure. The, this relationship? Minutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this is not a real relationship, but it's fine. Um, and Leah is the one who does the grand gesture. They're all in the lobby singing carols, and she's the one who gets the snow machine, and, and I was he like, that's... should have worked harder for it. Yeah. yeah he should work worked harder. I, I was surprised. I was like, no, no. This was her wedding night, so on her wedding night, she is doing <laughs> a grand gesture to her childhood friend with a snow machine. What?
3: Can I ask you a question? Going yes. back a little bit, yeah, so of Olivia Leah Mich- Michelle's character gives back the ring mm-hmm. to Greg. And where do you stand on that? Do you think if you get an engagement ring and you don't get married, you should give away the? You should give back the ring, right? I think you back the ring. Okay, yeah, I think so too. But I just was curious.
2: I wonder if you get married. I think it it could you be keep different. It, right? Maybe if you can you're keep married. it or give it back. Yeah, I think it maybe depends.
3: Or I feel like you would repurpose the diamond if yeah. you got a divorce and. In- Kept the ring.
2: Didn't Mariah Carey remember that billionaire? Didn't she keep it?
3: Mariah did. Yeah. Not only did she keep like the ten million dollar ring or something. It was like a very expensive ring because her the the guy she was engaged to was a billionaire. Yeah. Not only did she keep the engagement ring, she charged him an inconvenience fee. What? She sued him for an. She got an inconvenience fee for. Not getting married, (laughs) having to... Oh my gosh! Isn't that amazing? That is
2: really funny that that's. She's fucking
3: rich. She, I think she got like fifty million as an inconvenience fee. That was what was reported. I don't know what's true. Maybe it was rumors. But yeah, it was. She ended up like making sixty million off the failed engagement. And like, come on, that's fucking boss. That's and she don't so need the boss. money. Like, she makes $60 million a year for, just from her Christmas song.
2: <laughs> but I like, yeah. But I like the idea of looking back on a relationship like that and being like, this was an inconvenience. An like, inconvenience. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, a relationship. It was, this was an inconvenience. And honestly, you
3: know, that's yeah. Yes.
2: Yes, exactly. So. Oftentimes. Um,
3: <laughs> so anyway, she decides, yeah, uh, Olivia decides at literally 5 p.m. On, X- uh, on Christmas Eve that she needs Jeff now. And that's mm-hmm. when she does the big thing and does the... Um, the big grand gesture with the snow because she knows that jeff likes snow
2: yeah and what's the weird thing i kept noticing too with her is that all the men in her life give her really selfish gifts like not only did the broker i think he set her up with a meeting at the planning commission in hawaii but then um jeff who ends up winning gives her paper plane tickets to san diego but doesn't she live in where does she live now she's in cincinnati, she's in cincinnati. yeah, yeah I, and I was like and he's like, oh, it's kind of like selfish. I'm like, she has not gotten a real gift once besides the ring. And then she had to give it back. I'm know, like, so give the up. girl a necklace.
3: I know. She really got the shaft. Now she that did. Now that we're talking. Yeah. About yeah. She, she had really to do did. the
2: grand gesture. She got no presents. She has to fly to San Diego now. It's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> 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 thanks for fuck the flight you. to visit you.
3: And uh, to also, co-parent. How did we, didn't you think that it was ending then? Like when yes. she has the kiss and they play Luther Vandross, I thought, okay, credits are going to roll because we're, we're, it's the end. Yes. And then all of a sudden, there was another scene where we cut to Christmas Day the next year. Mm-hmm. And Liam Michon, her song with Jonathan Gruff is playing in the background. Oh, yeah. And, oh, wait, no, this is, so this is, there were two more scenes. So this was Christmas Day mm-hmm. of that same year, I believe. And that was when she got the ticket to San Diego. Yeah. Then we cut to the next year, and there's a wedding on the beach. And I thought, we didn't need this scene. Like, mm-hmm. we ended twice already.
2: Yeah. And then they jump off the cliff and her dad's a priest now. And all the extras... I want to give a shout out to the, Yeah, all of the hotel extras because the lobby was always filled with people who were also then at the rehearsal dinner. But no one talks to these people. I'm like, are they just guests who won the lottery? And they just get to be part of this family. It was very interesting. Right.
3: I love that they ended the movie the same way Thelma and Louise does mm-hmm. where they jump off a cliff. Yes. Yeah, it was just great. Yeah. It was great but into their future. They, we did not need that scene at all, mm-hmm. not at all. And I would have liked them to set up a sequel. Like we could have had, we could have had the wedding in Hawaii for next season mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have had that scene.
2: And Jeff's dad and the GM are now dating because they started. He got her tickets to. Oh no, she got him Boston Red Sox right. tickets. Red Sox tickets, you know. And so it's like, oh my gosh, now he's dating the GM of the resort. You know, and I like his past, too, because he had Which gotten is, remarried also, off of Tinder or something. Yeah, yeah like he was on Tinder and I was like, what? And that woman
3: who runs the resort, like, isn't it unprofessional, like, be to bang your with guests? the guests of the hotel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, in like
2: hospitality, you're not supposed to bang your guests or buy them <laughs> tickets to Red Sox games, you know, but hey. Um,
3: Do you have any final thoughts? That's the end of the movie. Do you have any final thoughts about this movie?
2: Oh, have high standards for the gifts you get sure. from the men in your life or the women or whoever is in your life. You know, I think that's what it is. If some... If I was dating someone and they got me a meeting for work for Christmas, I'd be like,
3: "See ya." What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Oh, from this a is this is out. actually
2: good. An ex, an ex of mine. I was in my early twenties. Got me. Well, he had also ended up proposing. He bought. I always wanted a star named after me. I'll tell you his real name after after okay. we're done with this. He got me a star, a, a uh-huh. certificate from NASA with my name, but his last name. <gasps> Yeah. Wait, is
3: that how he proposed?
2: Um, no, it was later using okay. like all these cards, but he, that was um, a Christmas present that I can never have because we never got married. So I have uh, this bastard star uh, somewhere up in the galaxy. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Oh, I Isn't like that weird? That.
3: Yeah, that is weird. Yeah.
2: What about you? What's the strangest?
3: Oh, uh, I don't know the strange, you know, Matt's a really good gift giver. He's oh, like yeah, really good at sense. it. And he does, he can make like, make things. He's creative. And then he also, yeah, he gets good gifts. I don't know. You know, there was one Valentine's Day that he made me this like big card. And I used to still have it, but it started falling apart. But you know, those candy hearts that would say things. So he like wrote a whole story, but like some some of the words in the card in the story would be replaced with those like the card saying.
2: That's cute. He like not going on. He would say,
3: Danny. And then it would be a heart that said, You're mine. I'm so happy that we um you know a uh, factor
2: yeah 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 <laughs> but it would be yeah. the heart
3: replaced you know yeah. and that's so cute yeah, that so nice. but he, yeah he's he always gives i'm trying to think of others he's a good he's yeah. better than me he's crafty Get-giving. he's crafty and then he just will and he's very gadget he can like put together gadgets too oh, so sometimes that's he'll, like hot. put together some sort of gadget Drone. that i didn't even know existed <laughs> yeah. and it, it'll be like a great thing so anyway yeah he's he's a good gift giver but um
2: that's right really yeah, cool. i did have
3: another guy that i dated it gave me Bridge to Terabithia is my favorite book of all
2: time. Oh, okay.
3: And he found me like a first edition copy. It's like a really old book, and he found me a first edition copy with like a library card in it, and he like wrote a really romantic
2: thing. It was it was nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love thoughtful gifts, yeah. and that's something I, I wish someone had done a pass like on Leah's side of this sure. story yeah, and I been like, hey, one. There's yeah.
3: Never. We always need like a female. Orga to go through the scripts and just do yes. pass and like beef up the female characters.
2: Yeah, and be like, she got ghosted by this guy. Would she really use her wedding night snow machine to get him back? No. No. I don't know.
3: Uh, speaking of female Christmas characters, I briefly want to mention that Goldie Hawn just announced that she's going to be doing the sequel to Christmas Chronicles, the yes. Netflix movie. She just posted on her Instagram that they're filming now, so it'll yes. be out next Christmas.
2: Oh, we are definitely so going to cover that. cover Because remember at the very end of Christmas Chronicles, he's like, hey, Mrs. Claus, and she turns around. I was like, yes! yes. <laughs> that was a great cameo. Oh, well, this makes me so happy. I love Goldie. I know. I love Goldie, too. Oh. Now,
3: Jenna, uh, next week is going to be possibly our last episode. We Mm -hmm. said we were going to do six, so next week's our sixth episode. Mm -hmm. It's Jingle All The Way. We'll be covering, which is currently on HBO On Demand. I believe you can watch it. Or in a
2: VHS in your parents' basement. I'm sure it's somewhere. somewhere. You can watch it
3: somewhere. Or just listen. We hope you can listen to that one without even... Maybe you haven't seen it for years, whatever. Anyway, that is maybe going to wrap up our holiday season. We're mm-hmm. going to try to do one more as like a bonus. We don't know yet because yeah. we're both traveling for the holidays. Um, we'll do our best. We're doing our best. And maybe next year we'll cover more movies again, but mm-hmm. we've had so much fun. This is so and fun. And we thank everyone and everyone for writing us on social media and following along and listening. Mm-hmm. And we wish we could cover... Every- everyone's been giving us so many great <sighs> suggestions. I wish we could cover all.
2: There's so many good ones out there. Maybe we'll do a Valentine. we could talk about that yeah, too. Maybe there's like hol- another holiday yeah. or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I would love okay. to. We should do like some other holiday. Mm-hmm. We will. Um, people were recommending holiday and handcuffs. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people John- were recommending that. Let's yeah. Joan Fart movie. Yeah. And look, we just couldn't get to them all. Yeah. So many. Stockholm syndrome is but a good theme, though. We'll see. We'll try to do a bonus episode. But if not, next week will be our last episode. Jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Yes. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to buy Fancy F Cocktails. It's the new cocktail book that I co-wrote. It's in Target or Amazon or Barnes and Noble or your indie local bookseller. Go buy mm-hmm. it. Support local booksellers. And uh, you could find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Instagram and Twitter, and a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram. You could follow.
2: Yes, and I'm at Jenna Brister on Insta and Twitter.
3: Right, and if you, I'm on Cameo, so Cameo.com/slash Danny Pellegrino. If you want one of those. Jenna, I love you I love and you. we love everyone for listening.
2: Yeah, love you guys and bye-bye. Have fun.